You ready, Chris? You ready, Ben? Let's get it. Man, let's get it, man. Welcome to the Follow Then Lead Podcast. Welcome to the Follow Then Lead Podcast. We are here with our wonderful team, Stacy Chuangem, Isaiah Baines, myself, Benjamin Baines, and we have a special guest here. We have Shay Glasgow joining us today, and we're so excited. Absolutely. Yes, sir. sir. (laughs) Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Where are you from? Born Boston, Massachusetts my whole life. Been here. My parents are from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Okay. So very nice place. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell by the hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got the curly hair. I got it from my mom. My mom has like. Her curly hair is immaculate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good hair. Oh, yeah. I went there in 2017. That's when I saw my grandma for the first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool, you know, seeing just a different culture, seeing how they live, also how I live up here. You know, put a lot of things into perspective. Yeah. You know, made me really think about, like, be more appreciative, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, my cousins down there, they have this idea of, like, the American dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time, I think it's uh, anyone who goes to the Caribbean, you go down there and they're like, oh, yeah, you're rich because you live in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you don't even know. It's just... No, this is just Doritos from the corner store. This ain't nothing. This <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing crazy. No, but it was really nice going back down there. So, yeah. Um, Boston, Massachusetts, my whole life. You know, and it's a really nice place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Jamaica once. Mm-hmm. And for me to to walk onto a land that was black yeah, was like, it was phenomenal. And I was, I didn't, it wasn't that I was thinking that it was black. I just, yeah. just I never thought that I was black. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just, then I realized like, oh, wow, like this is an amazing feeling to just be around people that look like me. Even if I'm not from here, they treated me like I was family. Yeah. And so I treat people like they're family anyway. So it felt like home, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was an amaz- amazing experience coming from, you know, New England yeah. mm-hmm. versus going to, you know, the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a similar feeling for you. For me, I was a lot, I was a lot younger. So okay. I, that wasn't really the mindset I had. Okay. But, you know, seeing, like, I haven't seen my my brother in, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a brother that, that's down there. And, like, seeing my grandma for the first time, never seen him before. And just walking around there and, oh, my bad. Just walking around there and just seeing, you know, people, like you said, people who look just like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, up here, people always, like, say, hey, you look like you're from Cape Verde or mm-hmm. you look yeah. like you're from, <laughs> from this place. And it's like... No, I'm not. <laughs> but going down there and seeing people, like seeing all my cousins and stuff, it was like it was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I do agree. I do echo that same sentiment. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I like so, it. How, how's everybody doing today? We're good. I'm doing good today. Yeah. What does good yeah. mean? I woke up at eight. Went to bed. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. So I'm not tired. Is good. Okay. So, yeah. All right, that's a good way to look at it. Right. <laughs> well, you, Stacey. Hanging in there. It's yeah. been a interesting 48 hours, um, but I'm grateful. So, yeah, hanging in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. How are you? Nice, nice. Me? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Everything's going well. There's a lot going on in life. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm just, yeah, like you said, grateful. Mm-hmm. Like every day, just the grateful mindset and not heart that you know no matter what happens I think I talk to people a lot and like I say life is good I feel like that's like my theme Mm -hmm. you know um, this year or this period that I'm in in life and people like how can you say life is good when X is is going on in the world Mm -hmm. this is happening that's happening well this is happening in someone else's life it's like well I'm not saying that everything that happens in life is good I'm saying the fact that life is that's good Mm. right the fact that i'm alive and well that's good the ups and downs and the trials and that's a part of life and we all have to go through it but life can still be good Mm. ultimately and so that's the mindset it's not like a super positive mindset it's just reality that okay life can be good Mm. outside of what we go through Mm -hmm. so anyway that's that's where i'm at I like that. That was great. You no, know, when you go to a poetry slam, they start snapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got like completely challenged at work, and we going back and forth with this girl. She was completely like, "I don't like that mindset at all." Mm-hmm. 
I was like, okay, well, you got a lot of stuff that you need to work on. <laughs> you know, I didn't say it to her. Right. <laughs> but it's head, like, you know? uh... yeah. yeah, it's reality. If you can't get over, so, okay, you still have to work through where you're at. And it's okay. Mm. I don't judge nobody. Mm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> been to the bottom, so I can. Mm. <laughs> All right. That's true. So, Shay. Yes. Glasgow. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, what was your childhood like? Can you give us a background of who you are and where you're from? This is going to be a crazy story. Uh, <laughs> all right. Buckle up. Crazy story. Right? <laughs> My childhood was very interesting, I would say the least. My early adolescence, I was very sick. I was born with 56 allergies. Mm. So, yeah, let's just take that in. That's a mm-hmm. large number. So, you know, the doctors would call me like that boy in the bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, he couldn't go outside. He couldn't see nothing because, you know, everything was... You know, I I don't know all 56. I don't know all 56, but, like, I know the major ones, the ones that kill me. So I think that's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the important ones. But, you know, I was born with 56 allergies. I was really sick. And, you know, my mom, you know, she was always praying for me, always, you know, just worried. And, you know, I grew up and some of those things, I think they kind of benefited me. Because some things I stayed away from. So it's like for a long time, I didn't eat like a lot of sweets. I didn't eat a lot of cake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some could say it was a, a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And over the over the years, I've kind of grown out of those. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, you know what? I don't really need to eat it anyways. I've just gone so long without eating some stuff. But it was like the major things like eggs and fish and pollen and stuff. So like this time of year is like the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't, I don't like spring. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it still affects you today. It used to, like, my eyes used to, to itch mm-hmm. terribly. Like, there was one time I was younger. We went to, I think in, like, uh, Boston Commons, they have the swan ride mm-hmm. for, like, the little kids. I went in there, and I had my glasses in my pocket. Glasses fell into the water. Oh, no. Bro, I've never, my eyes, like, swole really? up. There's this thing where if you, like, itch your eyes too much, the white part of your eyes can swell over the black part. Oh. I looked like a zombie. It looked really weird. Really? Mm. So, yeah, that, that was, like, the worst a reaction I've had but now it's just been like my nose like my nose has just been stuffy mm-hmm. but also my nose hasn't worked for two years because of COVID so I don't mm. I don't know I don't know the doctor they say there's nothing wrong with me but mm-hmm. I can't smell so what's going on really so did you lose your smell <laughs> yeah that was I think that was my symptom I think that was the first right when COVID was just starting to go down I think that's when I got it I got it but after that I've just been kind of, I'm kind of chilling. You know, I've been good. Oh, my bad. You still can't smell. Sometimes it goes in and out. Sometimes okay. it's like, wow. All right. <laughs> I can smell and it's like, all right, where'd you go? Mm. But wow. I'm living. There's a lot of worse things going on in the world. Yeah. Right. Besides from my sense of smell. Right. So I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Does it affect taste? No. Thank okay. God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank God. I need that. <laughs> but I can't enjoy food at all. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Growing up, you know, I've always been raised seven-day Adventist, mm-hmm. you know, my entire life. Both my parents were born in St. Vincent and Grenadines. Mm-hmm. They came over and, you know, life was interesting. You know, we didn't have much, but my parents always made sure that my sister and I were, you know, fed and always in the best position mm-hmm. to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, I... The amount of gratitude I have for my parents, you know, immense mm-hmm. because, you know, they they came here undocumented. My mother got her green card in 2014. Mm-hmm. So for like 12 years of my life, you know, she did no car, mm-hmm. no nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, he just got his green card this year. Wow. So, you know, the process was going well. And then like when 9-11 happened, that's when everything just kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. So it took a while for them to to get it back and you know when it comes to green card there's all types of ponzi schemes and people trying to be like hey i can get your green card in two days if you right Mm-mm. yeah just give me this uh give me 1700 i got you mm-hmm. it's gonna disappear yeah right. <laughs> they're, they're gone but i would say i'm blessed mm-hmm. coming from the 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 birth that i had like just being so sick and you know the doctors told my mom it'd be a miracle if this kid makes it past 10 mm-hmm. and i'm 20 now mm-hmm. so you know, I there's not I could say this for me, it might not work for everyone else, but the way I look back at my life and I see the things that I went through, for me to not believe that there isn't a God, I would be crazy. Mm-hmm. 
because it's like so many things have happened that have allowed me to be where I am right now. Mm. You know, like my favorite Bible verses, my favorite Bible character is David mm -hmm. because, you know, he talks about him being a man after God's own heart. I think that's like the coolest, mm -hmm. <laughs> the dopest thing. Mm -hmm. It's like he messed up so many times. He did all these things, but God's still like, man, I still mess with you. Like, you're, mm. you're really him. Mm. So, yeah, I can't. He said, I'm him. Yeah, he said, I'm him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's, I can't look back and be like, you know what? You weren't there. Yeah. Mm. And that's usually the, the lens that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, where, where were you at, you know, when, when this was going down? And then you realize, all right, I didn't, probably didn't even need those things to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, you were there throughout every journey. Mm -hmm. So early childhood, you know, we, me and my sister, we moved schools a lot. You know, it was, it was kind of challenging, you know, looking back in like teenage years, you just kind of, you know, look around and you're like, all right, well, we didn't really have much. So, you know, but going back to St. Vincent, like I said, it was a huge culture shock because you see people happier right, and less. they have less than yeah. me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm over here thinking that I have nothing. Mm -hmm. So you come back to the States and you're like, like, I couldn't believe when I woke up in my bed for the first time coming back because we were down there for like a month and three weeks. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So when I woke up in my bed, I was like, no, I'm not really, I'm not really in Boston, am I? Mm. <laughs> like, it was so surreal. You know, everyone's just chilling down there. Like, literally, life is just good. I will say I had the best roti I've ever had in my life. I believe, mm -hmm. no, I believe that. I believe that. Roti is one of my favorite meals Man, in general. I had so the good. best roti I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. Do you like a bus-up shot or... or? Just like a roti. I don't know the difference. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just chop it up. Right in front and of you, And you eat it with your hands instead of a, like, hey, a burrito. I'll take both. I'll take the burrito and I'll take both. Okay. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Best I've ever had. Man, roti is phenomenal. For anyone that's yeah. listening, Man. get you a roti. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so good. So nah, good. Life. I love me a good roti. Especially you get curry goat in there. Man, oh, goat, goat's phenomenal. Hello, when it's made right, uh, I mean, it gotta yeah, be made gotta immaculate, be made right. okay? But curry goat, curry goat. about it. Yeah, it hits different. Even even the stuff you w I wouldn't usually eat, like cabbage. You put the cabbage in there. You get the chickpeas in there. Oh yeah, that whole mess. The gravy. Oh, what's rice. The, what's oh, the mango? Chutney, mango chutney. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> give me a give me a tub of just mango chutney. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's good. So what are some things, you know, you said that you, you didn't necessarily have the all the things that the kids had, whatever yeah. may have you, but that you're very grateful for your parents. And so what are some things, positive and negative things that you learned from your parents growing up? I would say the positive things is my dad is very, you could say, persistent. Mm. You know, he didn't have much, but every day he was getting up because he had a goal in mind. He was like, all right, I got a family. I got to, I got to provide. I got to. I got to support the children, make sure that they go to school, make sure they have, you know, not everything, but, you know, make sure that, you know, they're set. You know, even times when he was rocking like the same shirt for like a year, you know, it didn't have like probably the same three shirts on rotation, but he was making sure that me and my sister were in the best situation possible. So, you know, looking back and seeing how much they had to sacrifice for themselves, you know, as, uh, you know, getting into the adult world, now that I'm 20, I'm starting to see, you know, mm -hmm. it's starting to move a different way. And you see like, all right, it's, you can get caught up really quickly if you don't have your stuff down pat, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially, you know, you know, I'm black. So it's like, bro, you can, you got to get your stuff on, mm -hmm. like, you know, make sure at a young age, you know, about, you know, like, like your credit score and make sure you have those things, you know, set because you don't want to get caught up. Mm -hmm. So seeing how my parents moved and seeing how, you know, they, I think the best thing you could do is learn from your parents' mistakes because you don't want to replicate, you know, you want to make sure that your life goes. And it, it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you fall into temptations, you know, you fall into traps. Mm -hmm. But seeing how they moved, it allowed me to move in a different way. Mm-hmm and with their aid because they're the ones that messed up messed up they're like all right this is where you could have gone differently so this is where you can do differently and i think the best thing they've done for me is that they've been very you know they've both been there you know my dad has a very caribbean way of like his mindset 
you know, when I was younger, it was like, all right, I just bring in the food, I provide, and, you know, the wife takes care of the children. But as I've grown up, and, you know, it's been a lot of arguments, mm-hmm. a lot of arguments between me and him. <laughs> but as we've, as I've grown up, and, you know, as, you know, he's kind of, and it's, it's on me too, because there comes a level of maturity that I needed to grow to a point too. So with that maturity and, you know, me talking to him, and, you know, it's come to a point where he's like, all right, you know, I see that you're at the point where you can understand these things that we're going through. You can understand, you know, stuff that adults have to deal with. You know, as a child, you're over here complaining and it's like you want to snap fingers and you want stuff to be done for you. But it's like, bro, we don't we don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have rent. We have a lot of things we have to do. And it's like now you're at the age where you can understand that. But even if we do have it. Yeah. Don't mean that you should get it's what true. you want. All the time. Right. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. So they've they've been there, you know, and not a lot of people have both parents in the picture. Mm-hmm. So seeing you know, the examples from both of them and seeing how they've operated, it's allowed me and my sister to kind of piggyback off of that. So we're not starting from ground zero, you know, we've seen where they've come from and it's like, all right, now we can leverage that and move up. And then hopefully my children leverage where I go and now they can move up in the world too. Mm-hmm. It's about building that generational wealth. That's what that's we're here right. to do. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the type of mindset that I think they've instilled in me. And my mother in Incredible woman, mm. incredible woman, very strong. You know, my mom, I think she taught me resilience. You know, she's been through a lot and she has stuck through a lot. And, you know, just always building and then looking towards the, the future. Because I remember there was a situation where, you know, there was a huge argument in the house. And, you know, everyone else is often their feelings separate in different ways. And then and I'm talking to my mom and I'm like, all right, so how you feel about the situation? Da, 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 da. And she's like, well, someone's got to be here to keep the family together. Mm. And it's like, I never forgot that. Mm. You know, that was something that was really, it was like, man, if we all just went in different ways and we're shattered, my mom's like, all right, you know, everyone come back. All right, let's, let's yeah. figure this out. So she, she taught me resilience and, you know, there's a myriad of things that they've, taught me over the years and I could go into mm-hmm. I could go into every word <laughs> that my brain could find but some of the negative things I would say you know I wouldn't really call them negative I would see as like you know because we all make mistakes mm-hmm. but I would say there were things that I needed like as a young man growing up that you know I just kind of had to over time you could see you could say either i needed it at the time or i wasn't ready to accept it at the time mm-hmm. right That's so right. with my like with my dad you know he had a very stern way and it was like all right i didn't like that i didn't like getting beat growing up i got beat a lot i didn't like getting beat growing up <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't a fan of that at all i don't think any of us were. <laughs> nope. no, i was not a fan at all worst. you know caribbean it's not like just grab a sandal i got beat with anything you find one of the proudest moments of my life was when i grew up and my mom went to hit me and i grabbed the belt I was like, oh, oh, you know, wow <laughs> yeah i know uh, that was a sense of pride for me i was like bro we're we not doing this no more so i'm here now yeah i'm him i'm gonna to that i sorry really quick i was there i was thinking it was probably like 12, 13, and I had, like, my growth spurt. And yeah. was, so she had beat me, and I'm like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, not, you're doing nothing to me now. And she tried it again, and I was, like, and I just kind of was like, stop. <laughs> oh, you think you're big and bad now? <laughs> like, Lord, that ain't working. So, <laughs> Try something else? I'll throw you off the porch. <laughs> oh, yeah, she said, no matter how tall you get, she said, no, they said, she always throw you off the porch. Said, Same thing to me, too, so his mom. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> that's because at the time, this was my mindset. It was like, you know, I can comprehend things. So it's like, you know, you can, we can talk this out. We don't need to, you know, just beat me like, yeah. it hurts, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not, well, for me, it wasn't good. Mm. And I felt at times that was more so used as like to, take out aggression mm-hmm. than a disciplinary tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I was never a fan of it. Like, it was never something. And I struggle with that, like, now thinking about, like, all right. So, hopefully not anytime soon because I'm 20, so I'm not trying to be kid anytime soon. <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. in the future, how would I move in mm-hmm. that regard? Yeah. You know, the Bible says, spare the, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want my kid running around here. A menace to society. Right. But I also don't want to, like, inflict, because I know how it felt. Right. So, I guess what over, just like it took me to years to understand how my, where my dad was coming from, mm-hmm. I guess going forward, that's going to be the time I need to understand how to take that, mm-hmm. that step. Yeah, the Bible mm-hmm. talks about it, I think, in the New Testament about, you know, any loving father mm-hmm. would discipline their son, so, so does the father in heaven discipline us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think connecting that to sparing the rod, it's like a balance between correction and uh abuse mm-hmm. right? or you releasing your aggression yeah and i've learned that you know thank god i've had just a dog but i've also had my nephew for years and yeah. learning like to deal with that with him and not you know i never really struck him i'd pop him when he was little yeah you know and there was a certain spot i would just flick him in the back of his neck he hated it so <laughs> whatever he was doing he would stop yeah but then i'd never showed aggression but it was different when i got my dog now it's kind of he's my responsibility. He was never mine. Mm-hmm. Responsibility. The dog is mine, and I'm with him all the time. Yeah. And whenever he's not doing what I wanted to do, I would feel that aggression coming up, mm. and then react. And then I started to realize, like, okay, this isn't beneficial because mm-hmm. now he's more afraid of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he actually is listening and like learning from what I want him to do. Yeah. So just by having a dog and like being at least conscious and aware of my actions, I've been able to work that out because that was the same reality I had when I was young. It was just more aggression yeah. mm-hmm. that I was being given. So then consciously or subconsciously, I'm going to do the same right. until I correct it. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that I've had this experience, just like you, hoping yeah. one day when I have children, I would probably have to work that out too, even further because they're intelligent, communicating, you know, beings that try you and push all your buttons yeah <laughs> so you have to consciously continually work through that i i agree and i th- i think some way it's like you know you don't want to be overly like too friendly mm-hmm. because one thing i think that's a problem in the country is that parents are trying to be friends with their kids and that's not that's not good <laughs> we're not, not having not that here that's not good not your friend not your friend i no. was by i was by back bay I was sitting by the Church of Science out there, mm-hmm. and I saw a kid. You know, he was taught, his mom was telling him to do something, and the kid literally he said "shush" and then smacked him in the face. Ain't no way. No, I birthed you. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I don't know if just by walking by, <laughs> if, <laughs> I wouldn't have reacted. And like, like did you what just? What are you doing? Right, right. Yeah, just smacked him in the face, wow. and she was shaking. You know, and the dad was just kind of watching. The dad was watching? Yeah, the dad was just kind of, he was just kind of watching. And then eventually he said something. But, you know, to me, I was, I was over like, bro, I would have died right there if, if I thought it's I had that. Over. <laughs> After the shush. I got killed right there. Yeah. Like, I got beat for less. Right. Yeah, like, right. Less. Right. And, no, I think it could be needed. It no, it, be, it, it's definitely needed. There's yeah. a fine line. In it's, all of it. It is a line. Right. right? It's um, uh, Isaiah was talking about it. And I was actually talking about this with my mom. Like yeah. anything that operates in its fullness mm. operates within boundaries. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing with children in our relationships. The a boundary is to. So like in relate in human relationships, boundaries are. And I just learned this. <laughs> a f- way to keep you in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. these are the boundaries that work for us. Right. And you say the same thing for me. I say the same thing to you. And this is what works for us. Right. Yeah. If we don't have those boundaries. We're going to destroy our relationship at some point somehow. And we're not going to have a friendship relationship, whatever it is. Right? right. And it's the same thing with children. We create boundaries in discipline. Right. Discipline is freedom. Exactly. Right. You're able to be free by the discipline that you've set forth for children and also for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You live within freedom because you have boundaries. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I like the this analogy. I thought about it when I was in Jamaica. Like, there's a vast ocean. It's beautiful. Yeah, amazing. One of the most beautiful things on earth is the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. It's deep, right? It it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It has all different types of animals and obstacles, whatever. Um, and so, for us in life, it's that's life. The ocean is our life. It's the world opportunities anything you can do that's the world whenever you go to a beach for some port some sort at like a resort or whatever they have buoys right right to keep you within this is the safest area for you you can swim on the deep side you can chill out relax on the shore you can sit and enjoy all the beauty that there is to see you can play you can have all the fun you want but as soon as you go past that that's where it's dangerous and it's on you right Mm -hmm. and god has communicated that to us that okay there is a vast world that anything you can do the world talks about it uh, the bo- the word says that all things are lawful lawful but not everything is good exactly or beneficial mm-hmm. yeah so you can go out there you could do it but this is what i have for you mm-hmm. and in here mm-hmm. is freedom yeah mm-hmm. but out there is actually kind of dangerous and destruction so yeah absolutely that was a whole word mm-hmm. no that's that's deep you know, a lot of the, the lessons that my parents taught me, I would say, it kept me out of trouble mm-hmm. for a lot of things, you know. And then sometimes when you do overstep those boundaries and you see it's like, all right, now I've created myself. Like how I felt was, you know, because I messed up and now my parents got to get involved. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, now they're responsible for something that shouldn't be on their conscience. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom works hard. You know, my dad works hard. I don't want them to have to go to sleep worrying about me or like problems that i'm creating that i shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. so Absolutely. yeah that's that's true yeah that's awesome yeah so what are the the so outside of your parents are do you have three people that have been most influential in your life i think not three I've, people whoever do you have i've spoken about this before i've yeah. i've been privileged because not a lot of people have this but I've been privileged to have really strong male role models around me, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of, just to hype up Braintree Church real quick. There's a lot of really good. <laughs> it's just good, called Braintree Church? Yeah. Okay. Or Braintree SDA Church. Mm-hmm. SDA, okay. There's a lot of strong, like, black male, males in that church, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of them are not shy about, you know, taking people underneath their wing, mm-hmm. you know, and just, like, talking to them and, like, letting them know, you know, there's, you know, Linville Morton. Is somebody that I could say for me, I've known him since I was young, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he calls me his little brother. You know, the, the amount of conversations I've had with this guy, the amount of phone calls I've had with him, mm. you know, Chris Godfrey, mm. you know, Godfrey, that's actually my cousin. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> yeah, literally, yep. we found that out. Chris Godfrey, you know, um, Damon, I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever met him, no, he hasn't met him yet, yeah, <laughs> really cool dude. You know, a lot of these guys, Ice is another one from okay. the church. So a lot of these guys, you know, they sat me down. Ice is the one when I was younger. He always made it a point of emphasis to, to whenever I saw him, look him in the eye and shake his hand firmly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that has carried for me for a long time. You know, I was yeah. incredibly shy as a kid, always looking down, always hiding behind my mom. So one thing they did, which not a lot of people would be comfortable with, but I was okay with it. They were always like, hey, you're praying in front of the church today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you're... You know, they were like, hey, 100%. you know, you're saying the announcements today. Literally pulling you out of the show. Yeah. yeah. And there, it just, you know, it made me, it gave me the opportunity to just be like, all right. After some time, like when I was asked to preach for the first time, yeah, I was nervous. I was scared. Right. Like I'm up there. I'm thinking, <laughs> like about, like, oh, how did I get here? <laughs> I was like, how did I get here? I'm, I'm about to go talk just now. And, you know, I'll go up there and then, you know, I preach and. You know, self, you're always your own worst critic. Mm-hmm. So after the fact of sitting up there, I'm like, damn, I didn't do good. I, I was like, <laughs> the sermon was mm-hmm. iffy. And then all the people around my age were like, man, I couldn't do that if I was up mm. there. You know, all the adults that were like, hey, you did a great job. Yeah. You know, it gave me that, that confidence. And the second time I went up to preach for Pathfinder Day, it was just like, all right, this is natural. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, we're speaking because they're always throwing me up there and you're talking. You know, right. sometimes I would just show up to the church. And another one, Dave Bailey. Okay. Dave Bailey Dave. from Braintree Church has right. been a very... He's a real one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a real one. Sometimes I would just show up and Dave's like, all right, you're doing the announcements. And it's like, bro, I just... <laughs> just walked in. <laughs> I just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I put my coat down at least. <laughs> like, but I would say that 
And there's another individual. I don't know if you guys know him, but his name's Milton Samuels. Hmm. He he's someone who has been in my life for a long time since I was young. He's been helping out my parents for a long time. Mm. And one thing he told me, he said, "Church, as much as it's there for you to to worship and to celebrate and be there with God, you know, you can learn some of the most fundamental things in life in church." You know, like public speaking. Mm. You know, you can learn even in the AV booth. You could go up there and learn, and those are things that translate over to the, what we're doing here in the podcast. Mm. You know, a lot of those things can. You know, and there are people in church that you, it's like an investment. You know, there's a lot of people in there who have varying skills, especially in Braintree. You know, in because I'm in, I'm in college right now. I'm studying for nursing to become a traveling nurse. Okay, there are plenty of people in the healthcare field in Braintree. You know, I also do photography on the side. There are many photographers in Braintree. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of connections. There's a lot of people who, you know, you can really leverage. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a youth, you know, there's a lot of kids out here just on their lonely, just yeah. trying to go through life by themselves. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What they want. Yeah. Who they are. Nothing. No idea. You know, I remember last week. Was it last week during AY or was it the week before? I think it was the week before. The week before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the week before during AY, we were there, and, you know, there was someone, uh, one of the girls in the, the AY program, she had plans of doing nursing as well. What's AY? Uh, Adventist Youth. Mm-hmm. So it's like a youth group. Yeah. So there's, nursing is such a broad field. You know, you can take it very, varying different ways, or various different ways. So because of the connections that we had at the church, she was able to speak to somebody who was in the field that she wanted to go to, mm-hmm. you know, and able to get that um, the insight. Mm-hmm. So, so the community. Yeah, yeah, the community, it's it's really important, you know. Mm-hmm. It takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and say everything is sunshine and rainbows. You know, over the years, the community feeling has kind of, you know, been in and out mm-hmm. at the church. You know, a lot of politics have mm-hmm kind of showing up and that's life but at the end of the day there are always people there and there are always people who will care for you and want to see your best foot forward Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's something that I would encourage anybody who's young you know you don't have to open yourself up to everybody Mm -hmm. but it's important to learn discernment and to know who you can trust and cannot trust with certain information and to, to make sure that you you value the people who are good in your life. Definitely can, you definitely learn that in the church too. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I think the one of the best sermons I've heard was for Pathfinder Day. Pathfinder Day, if it's, it's like our, the event is Boy Scouts. Okay. It's a really big organization. So one of the best things, one of the best sermons I heard is a guy who came, he was like, you know what? I learned about adultery in the church. Mm. I learned about drugs in the church. I mm. learned about racism in the church. Mm. And I think it's it's good not to have this like rosy lens about what's going on mm. because you know people come to the church and they feel like oh they don't want to be judged and they don't want these negative attributes to be associated with them but the church isn't for people who are healthy. Right. You know, it's for people who not not all of us are perfect. Right. No one you know, no you're coming there and you're dealing with humans at the end of the day. Right. So I think that was one of the best sermons I heard mm. because, you know, he was even like, man, some of you are over here saying, you know, happy Sabbath. And then you're avoiding the same person you don't want to see. And you're going out this end of the church. And they're right. Going out that right. End of the I remember church. that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone in the church is like, mm-hmm. And I'm looking down and I'm like, I see a couple of you. <laughs> I see a couple of you who be avoiding people. But it's really... You know, the community you can get there, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough when you just don't have those people out there. Just Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's it's a it's amazing, an amazing thing. You know, I don't think I would be who I am now if I didn't have those connections and you know, especially seeing, you know, just other other people look like me. I think that's even an even more important thing. Mm-hmm. But there are people in the church like Dave Bailey. You know, he's not he's not black, mm-hmm. but he's also someone who's like, all right, 
I'm not looking at this as like, all right, because you're not like me, I, I can't learn anything from you. Mm-hmm. It's important to, important to learn stuff from everybody. Right. Everyone could, you know, even someone on the street, mm-hmm. they could add some some type of value, make you think about something in some type of way you're not even thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the most important things that I got from the church. Yeah, that's a great, like, mindset that you have, you know, at just where you are in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me a good amount of years to kind of get there, yeah. you know, because I was just, you know, I was one of those that was grounded, you know, and who I was trying to figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. And in my journey, just kind of went through all these different, you know, avenues to kind of get where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but then one of my mentors <clears throat> that... I, um, you know, I'm grateful to have in my life helped me to see that I actually did have all of the male influences in my life that I didn't think I did, yeah. you know? And he's like, you know, once you release that anger, mm. you know, you'll be able to see, you know, reality. And, um, I was able to do that. And so I, like, I can name off all the mentors that I've had in my life, you know, that I've been blessed to have, you know, to help guide me. And then now at this point in my life, I can apply all those lessons. Yeah. I wish I did earlier, but it's just, it's life. You know, you, you live and you learn, mm-hmm. but then you have the ability to like your parents communicate yeah. that to someone else and say, Hey, you know, let's work through this first. So you can see the good that you actually have in life. Yeah. You know, so that's awesome. Same. Like, for a long time you just kind of have like this lone wolf mentality mm-hmm. and it's like you're looking around and you're just like right, there's no one yeah. you know no one around me especially like young men yes yeah. it's, it's, yeah it's yeah, in it's, it's, <laughs> it's in there you, you have that you know I'm I'm by myself and for a long time I felt like I was weak because I had to ask for help mm-hmm. you know I felt that one of the hardest things for me was being vulnerable mm. because you know with a level of vulnerability you're opening or letting people into your world you know and i think one of the one thing i i had like texted teddy and i was like or the mom i was like hey let me um i i have an issue with this right and you know another person because there's so many people but another person is ricardo mm-hmm. you know ricardo he he responded immediately. He was like, all right, so what is it that you have the problem with? And then Teddy and Chris sent me like these, this long paragraph about, and you know, that really made me like looking at it. It's like, damn, these people really took the time out of their day mm-hmm. to make sure that this problem was addressed and to give me a solution to the problem and be mm-hmm. like, Hey, it's not, there's nothing wrong with, you know, opening up to people and letting people see who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, your relationships, your friendships, they're all going to suffer if you always have this wall right. that you got built up. And and that's like the the mindset that young, we as young men have had because we're looking up to men before us, seeing yeah. an image of what manhood looks like. And then now we have to be that. Yeah. So we think that kind of by living with that wall mm-hmm. or that mentality that if I don't have this or I don't do that or if I do this then I'm not yeah. as much of a man as what I'm looking at you know what I mean it's like a it's like an Instagram mindset yeah no yeah, one yeah. Mm. no one posts what they're no yeah. one posts their sad <laughs> the sad times on Instagram no one posts when they're really going through anything crazy right the hard times the struggles so it's like you know as a kid it's like I'm looking at Braun and it's like and Bron got the championships. Bron over here, he's he's killing the NBA. Mm. But it's like I don't know what's going on in his home. Right. I don't know what's really keeping him up at night. All those things, and you know, I think culture because everything is so fast, everything is so quick. You know, it can it can make a lot of people feel less than. You know, one of the I learned this um, this I think it's a theory in uh, my my freshman year of college called the sociological imagination. Mm-hmm. It's when there's you feel like you're disconnected from everybody else, but in reality, there are so many people who are going through the same thing that you think. And I was yeah, like, yeah. man, that that was an interesting one. It's the truth. Yeah, it, but it the only way to help that is when you communicate it. Yeah, right? yeah. you yeah. realize there are so many people who are like dealing with the same things. Yeah, and yeah, that's 
that goes to what you're saying that complete image you see mm-hmm. it's like all right how do we break this down to a more realistic perspective yeah i had a question for you what is yeah. manhood like for you what do you see in manhood you know in five years that answer might change <laughs> <laughs> in 10 years that answer might change you know over like i'm still young so my perspective on on this topic is always evolving mm. you know i don't think there's one complete answer i don't think there's one guy who's like all right that is the ultimate man right there like he's he's him mm-hmm. i don't i don't think there's <laughs> anyone out there but you know you just kind of see from uh one of the best things that i've i've heard and uh the mom told me he said he was talking to the pastor at the church at the time pastor brace and pastor brace said you don't ever want to copy something that's counterfeit mm-hmm. you know you want to get you want to get the authentic thing mm-hmm. so like i said earlier with like picking from different things you know what works for me isn't going to work for you mm-hmm. what works for me isn't going to work for stacy right so whatever you see and it's like all right if i want this in my life right you see the things that are you know it's like when you're trying to think of a new idea and it's like how do i make like i've this happened to me many a times it's like all right i want to i want this idea i'm gonna have this business going forward i look it up on google and it's like oh someone already someone already has that name for my company that i thought i already had someone already had this idea thought of way before and you you kind of see you know there's a lot of a lot of things that you know, it's 21st century. Mm-hmm. We can be connected to news instantly. Mm-hmm. So there's so many ways to not say copy off of other people, but things that are negative are always going to be magnified more than things that are positive. Mm-hmm. So I think the big thing in my generation right now is that broken relationships are like the thing, you know? cheating is like the thing Mm -hmm. and someone who doesn't necessarily want that in their life how do you go on or like how do you mold a relationship going forward when something like that is so the norm and i guess it comes down to seeing like who in your life has and i'm not perfect so my manhood may be you know something that's completely toxic Mm-hmm. And it's like over some time, it's like, all right, you need to break that down because, you know, this isn't going to work with somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, and it might drive someone else away. And I think that's probably one of the worst feelings in the world is when, you know, you mean good, but because of how you interpreted situations, it drove someone that you cared about away. Mm-hmm. So... Like I said, this is a topic that will be always, mm-hmm. you know, in, in 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 five years, my definition of manhood may be different. But my foundation has come from my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the way my dad has operated. And this goes back to the earlier topic about negative and positive things. You know, my dad always had the strong, you know, I'm gonna provide mindset. But also with my dad, you know, it, there are things from his childhood that he's never been able to let go of you know and to this day it's still kind of like haunts him and you know being comfortable with growing out of that space and being comfortable with letting people into that space mm-hmm. the vulnerability thing you know i've seen my dad and i've only seen my dad ever cry one time mm-hmm. one time in my life and that didn't make him less than for me but you know, it, it just kind of was like, oh, he's not Superman. This man really, mm. you know, he really feeling, you know, the situation broke him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing for like how long, mm. you know, 20 years old. Like I've seen this man, like, I think I have when I was 18, 18 years of my life. This dude has always been the, you could say, strong arm of the law. You know, it's always just been that dude. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man. That was, that was something. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like, 
um, Mufasa and, and, and Simba. <laughs> when Mufasa had to go and save Simba, right, yeah. from the hyenas, and then he's teaching, talking to him in the in the field, giving him a, a, his little pep talk. He's like, oh, but you're never afraid. He's like, no, I was, I was today, mm. and I almost lost you. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's like, I get afraid too, and just having those honest moments with young, you know, your father allowing you to see him cry, yeah. you know, and then for you to realize, like, oh, well, he's human, you know, like like me. Yeah, you know, and that that's gives you that kind of ability to realize that you can be, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not this like person that you can never live up to be you yeah know? Uh, i'm not saying this for like everybody but the way like going back to the, con- the earlier conversation about like the beating for that time period it built up a strong resentment towards my dad mm-hmm. and you know after like after some time you know it took like i was like you know this dude got no feelings he over here just just beating and not even like think about nothing but then seeing him like tear up and stuff it was like bro this is there's levels to this like this isn't so black and white and isn't so straightforward as you know you think like you know one of the best things i heard was there's not any in this world there's no just genuine evil people out there Mm -hmm. there's confused and scared people Mm. you know and taking like individuals out of this like glorified mindset that you have them in yeah it's a joke it's crazy Mm -hmm. you know you start thinking people are perfect and it's like they could do no wrong Mm -hmm. and over some time because of how i viewed my dad and with this like he was so strict and stern and you know i do something wrong that that's how i started to view god Mm. because you know the father well the father is supposed to be you know your representation mm-hmm. and you know people who don't have fathers if their fathers aren't there it's like all right god's not in the picture either mm-hmm. so for me it was like all right i see how my dad is and i was like oh so i bet you're like that up there mm-hmm. but that's when you got to find out and you got to have the relationship with the man himself mm-hmm. because people are gonna let you down mm-hmm. you know 100%. So you gotta, you gotta just keep on going on, you know, have that one-to-one connection because there's, that's the only thing that's really gonna not let you down, mm-hmm. you know. So, with all of your life experiences, you know, what you've learned from your father, your mother, going back home to see your family, your extended family, um, your journey in life to this point, yeah. Like, who are you? I don't know if I can fully answer <laughs> that question. Yeah. I think at this point, who I am. Yeah. Who do you? What do you understand about who you are? What do I understand about who I am? It's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something I'm on the regular. Like, who is Shay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I think at this point in life, Shay is somebody who. Is gonna make mistakes. Shay is somebody who isn't perfect. But I think Shay is also somebody who isn't just gonna stay down when he's beat. Mm. You know, I'm always going to get back up. I'm always going to fight. I'm always gonna have to find a way to, to make it out. So I would say that Shay is somebody who is working his way to be a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's dope. That's awesome. <laughs> listen, you're real. Listen, I, I, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, you are, I think you're embodying, without even realizing, how manhood develops because mm-hmm. you're so much more aware of yourself. You're allowing those experiences that you went through to shape how you want to see everything else and how God is asking you to. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of 20-year-olds can do that. That's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes people who are 50 to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're in this place is such a privilege and a blessing. Um, and it's such a beautiful space because God is going to do 
whatever you allow him to do yep. in that space. And that's a good thing. The awareness that I would say he's given me because mm. some things about me, because I'm not perfect, ignorant, <laughs> be really ignorant, be really arrogant. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people my age could be, could be that, think that just people. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah just people. A lot of, I could be really ignorant, really arrogant. And, you know, it's, there was, there's been a lot of, you know, angry conversations. There's been a lot of, I've said some outlandish things to the man above. Mm -hmm. And, you know, looking back in hindsight, it's like, damn, if that keeps me out of heaven, then a muff muffle. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think he would rather you do that than not. Right. Be honest. <laughs> Be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Said some outlandish things. Some things it's like, you heard me say, I'll be like, bro. <laughs> like, what? It wouldn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like you said, those, the honesty and, you know, maybe me being afraid with being vulnerable to people has been one thing. But now looking back as of two seconds ago after you said that, I can see that I've always been transparent with how I felt with God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been probably the best thing for me. Mm. That's awesome. Because yeah, your ability to be transparent with him. Yeah. is a sign that you're able to do it with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing in becoming who you are. And I think that's allowed me to open up the awareness yeah. that Stacy was talking about to just kind of see, you know, all right, that's where you went wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. not really pointing the fingers at anybody else. Yeah, that's a sign of what? Emotional intel intelligence, right? That you're able to... I try my best. <laughs> able to gauge, yeah. So with, you know, who you are and as you're continuing to learn it so who do you want to become i want to become yeah i'll be successful <laughs> <laughs> i want to be in what success can be success like success to your very, family back at home can yeah. mean just having a quality life at home and i have life. a lot of i have a lot of passions you know i i want to be good in in a lot of things you know i don't think i'll ever reach a point where I would I would say like one thing is not an option for me, mm -hmm. even though it could be incredibly like far fetched, you know, for me to say, hey, I'm gonna make the NBA. It's like, eh, you're five nine, you don't really have a chance. <laughs> but, <laughs> like thinking, hey, I'll make the league, you know. But you know, a lot of people kind of lose that and just kind of get pigeonholed yeah. into like, all right, I'm gonna be this, and if this doesn't fall through, then their whole life is shattered. Yeah. Mm. But you know, I think my mom has told me, it's like, yeah, you think you want to be this, you want to be that, you want to be that. But I've never, I don't think I've ever going to lose that childish, like, you know, one hat one day, I'm going to be an astronaut. The next day I'm going to be a cowboy. Mm. But it's also important to not spread yourself so broad and that you have your, you have all these ideas, but you don't do anything to pursue any of them. Right. Yeah. You're just Because I'm just wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just dreaming. dreaming. Yeah. yeah. I'm mm -hmm. just dreaming about all these things. So what I want, I think one of the biggest things that, one of like the closest things to my heart that I thought about, it first dawned on me when I was playing football in high school. And I was really like, I was putting my all into that. I was like, bro, I, I wanted, I wanted to play because my whole goal was I'm going to, I was training the whole summer. I'm going to go, I'm going to get film. I'm going to send to universities and move on. And I was like, nah, I'm going to NFL. Right. <laughs> so I didn't really have any, like nothing was holding me back. So every practice I was there praying, every pra after practice I was there praying. I was I was like putting so much into it. And because I wanted to succeed so much in football, I was carrying my academics like through the roof. Cause I was like, yeah, I need this to, I need everything to be A1 right now. Mm. Mm -hmm. So second week of practice when I broke my wrist, broke my wrist playing football, two helmets. That. My hand got caught between two helmets, snapped my wrist, Jeez. right? So when my, my wrist broke, like, my whole thing was like, what whole is world happening? was like, yeah. boom. And I think that's the moment when I was like, it's crazy because there's this ex college football player named Icky Johnson. Inky. Inky. Yeah. Inky Johnson. Yeah. Inky. I kid you not, 30 minutes before I went to the field, before I broke my wrist, I was watching a motivational thing from him. Yeah. Where he was talking about what happens when God says yes and no. Ooh. It's tough. 30 minutes before 
Can I make this up, people? <laughs> Can I make this up? 30 minutes before, and he was nine games away from going to the NFL. Wow. And in a meaningless game, he went for a tackle, messed up his right shoulder. He's paralyzed in that arm. Wow. So 30 minutes before I go to practice, I'm over here listening to this. He ended up losing part yeah. of the arm or something. He, he lost no all way. feeling. The whole thing yeah. it shriveled up. Wow. Yeah. And... 30 minutes before, I'm just listening to him. I'm like, all right, this is good energy. And, you know, I can get myself pumped. Did I break my wrist? Yeah, like, wow, okay, here we are. And then <laughs> all that motivation, all that stuff just kind of left my mind. Mm. And I was like, all right, where were you here? Da, 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 da. I mm. said I was doing this for you and all this stuff. But through that, it allowed me to, I don't think I would have ever found, like, my passion right now in photography if I never broke my wrist. Mm. Mm. And... You know, when in talking to like Chris and Teddy, you know, a lot of opportunities that they've said, hey, you've only been doing, you've only been doing this for like, it's about to be a year now, yes. a year and a couple months. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, you are doing things that we've been shooting for years and you're opening up avenues for all of us. And it's like, you've done things that, you know, has allowed in this a small amount of time that we've never even thought of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, just putting that into perspective. I forgot the initial question. <laughs> Who do you want <laughs> to become? Who do I want to become? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that putting that into perspective, I think one of the things that I really want to do is I want to, I want to have like a youth center named after me, mm -hmm. mm. you know, and I kind of want it to be what we spoke about, like, you know, for people to have strong male role models in their life mm -hmm. and even female mm -hmm. because you know i not that i'm just so out of touch but you know seeing how people operated around me who didn't have the influences that i had mm -hmm. it's like man if just one person cared mm -hmm. enough right like what how would like our community change mm -hmm. you know in in the place i live you know, in Manipan, there's a lot of gentrification going on. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people who can't afford it, a lot of underprivileged people are just getting kicked out because people who have wealth are coming in. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of uh, like black people, a lot of people are getting hip to it now. But like, you know, knowing about investments, knowing about how to, you know, get your assets right, knowing about how to move on, you know, how knowing about how to. When you get wealth, not spending immediately. So when your kids come, they're starting from ground zero all the time. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's how we haven't been able to move on for so long because, you know, every generation that comes, they're starting from the bottom. Ground zero, right. Mm. We got to continue to build up from where we were. Just keep building from that. It starts about having a solid foundation that was before you, though. Yeah. Right. If Yeah, if you're starting on, it's rare for people to come in and have a rocky foundation. It's like, all right, I'm going off to the moon. Mm. it's like props to them mm. because they have a level of strength that many people in this world you know strong foundation or not mm. they were able to come from like the bottom and work their way up mm. and that's commendable started from the bottom now we're here <laughs> why did i know you were gonna do that <laughs> that's admirable <laughs> so you have any questions any last question <laughs> <laughs> We'll get back to them. Right. Yeah, Gotta let them think. Gotta let them think. So where can people find you? Because you did mention something about photography. Mm -hmm. And I know people need photographers all the time. Yes. So where can we find your work? Where can hey, we find you? It is you? wedding season coming up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. A lot of graduation pictures. Hello. <laughs> so I have an Instagram. I'm thinking about moving to a website. Okay. So I'm going to. That's in the works. But my Instagram is Shay, C-H-A-Y-G underscore flicks on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Shay G Flicks. Shay G underscore Flicks. Underscore Flicks. That's important. Okay. But if you look up Shay G, <laughs> that would be the first one that pops up on my Instagram uh, page. No, my phone number is there and my business email is there as well. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. If you guys need a good photographer, Shay has a great eye. Hey, I've seen it. It's yeah, really good. All the posts there. It's the really good. Real. Oh, no. It's it, there. He's Come good. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. He's been taught from some amazing, yeah. amazing photographers as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Godfrey Imaging that oh, has yeah. done all of our work on the Teddy site creates. and everything. Teddy yeah. Creates. Teddy yes. Creates. Also. Shout out. Man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. So Shay G Flick. Shay G. 
underscore the next one up yep that's right that's right (laughs) i love it we'll be looking forward for your website too that's awesome oh yeah getting website done is oh it's so good yeah because that's your store now people know where to find you and where to get what you have so that's great yeah that's awesome congrats thank you do you have a question for us on our on our way out do i have a question yes hmm I feel like we could talk with you forever. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have a question? Well, kind of throwing the question back on on you. Where do you guys see this going in a couple years? Oh, I'm going to have Ben do that one first. Oh, man. (laughs) He wasn't ready for that one. Look. (laughs) I've just been so focused lately on just like the, you know, the getting the wheels going. Yeah. Uh. And like initially, you know, we were talking like big, longer vision before we really started getting going. Yeah. And, uh, so to answer your question, uh, one is that the podcast is going to continue to grow and thrive uh, and reach people and connect with those that have lived life experiences. Uh, essentially, that followed and lead is about what all that you've talked about, you know, yeah. you know, lending that hand or the information to the generation that's behind you. You know, so they can make better decisions or just have an understanding of themselves or the world or each other, right? Have better relationships, at least between men, right? Mm -hmm. Because at every point in our lives, we're going to learn something new and we never made it. There's never a point in life where we made it. And so if I've never been married and I can talk to someone that's been married now, Mm -hmm. married guy can talk to someone now who's had a child because he hasn't had a child before. Mm. Yeah. So when it continues, the man that has worked for 40 years and getting ready to retire, that's a whole new world. Mm -hmm. So having these conversations to pour back into one another, to youth, you know, having conversations with the youth and understand the way they're thinking, what they want to learn and know um, and understand about themselves, about life and the world. So the podcast being that avenue uh, and then eventually, you know, Chris, our other um, teammate and um, and brother, he he does life coaching. Yeah. And so getting into mentorship, life coaching um, and going into schools, you know, maybe having not maybe, but having programs that in churches, schools, after school programs that are like uh, rites of passages or just mentorship programs or bringing in uh, conversations of men that have different life experiences and kind of showing them that they have opportunities of guys that, you know, myself being a scientist, you know, yourself a photographer, someone else that's a musician, and just kind of talking to them about what's available to them in the world. Because even in our public schools, you don't really have that much. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I didn't have it. I didn't know that I could be a scientist. Usually what you hear is, doctor lawyer basketball football player you know like basic stuff but there's so many different things in the world that you can do and become and even if you don't love your job your job can fund the things that you love to do yeah um and so that's kind of what's going on so all of that and more uh to not talk forever (laughs) is is the vision for the you know the next five to ten years okay I'm here to support. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Um, I, I think it's so much bigger than us and I'm very excited to see what, what God does with it. Um, Even the plans that we've talked about before, I really believe God has even bigger plans than that. And I think as long as we continue to say yes to the call, it will just work accordingly. And so um, for me, I see just the impact that we're going to have on whoever walks through the doors, who we have conversation with, who we partner with, um, to just do the good work that God calls us to do here, which is to love one another, to hold each other accountable, and to continue to glorify him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you know, what you mentioned before about your sister, you know, your father's impact on you and your sister, like the same thing here being men impacting, you know, women because our role yeah. right, in the order of things we have a powerful impact on women as well. So having conversations with women, understanding their life experiences with men and having those true, honest conversations so that people can hear maybe some of the negative and positive that men has actually inflicted on women. Mm -hmm. So then we can train, you know, men to be better men, but then also 
have, you know, you know, Stacy here who mentors young women, then also having male influence there, not in what she's doing, but around yeah. that they can have healthy relationships like at the church. Yeah. You know, mm. to ensure that the male influence is there having positive impacts on the young women there. Mm-hmm. So it's the same cycle of, you know, kind of recreating the order, yeah. you know, in the world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. Yeah. So Always. You, you need people to, you know, if you're just talking to yourself 24 yeah. seven, you're you going to drive yourself nuts. Yeah. You got to talk to people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You got to talk to people. Especially smart people like you. <laughs> but I think it's uh it's like the Malachi verse, right? That, you know, the God will turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the children mm-hmm. back to the fathers, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can have healthy communities and families again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Shay, for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm so, I'm so happy you came. <laughs> so happy. This was an amazing conversation. Um, again, this is the Follow Them Lead Squad. Thank you for joining us today. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to the Follow Them Lead podcast. You can reach us on social media at the email is followedinleadinc at gmail.com, Instagram, followedinleadpodcast, and our Twitter is followedinleadp. Until next time, take it easy. Word.